This episode is sponsored in part by PTZ Optics. Why hire a camera operator when the control is in your hands? Visit ptzoptics.com for more information. And by NewTek, makers of the TriCaster TC1. Stun your viewers, not your accountant. Visit NewTek.com for more information. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Broadcast Now, the show that talks about everything that has to do with live streaming, the internet, broadcasting, inside of your school, your church, wherever it is, wherever you're going to go live, that's what we're going to talk about. And today we've got a really special show for you educators out there or people in schools, whether it's college, high school, middle school, it doesn't matter. Uh, we want to talk to you about some of the struggles that you could face and perhaps some ways to circumvent that. But joining me as always, we've got Mr. Marty McPadden from podjam.tv. Welcome, sir. Hello, Stephen. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, and of course, we have the man, the myth, and the mystery. Oh boy. I'm doing my impersonation of your buddy on your other show, Glenn. <laughs> I think he dresses up like this. No, actually, I'm just celebrating my birthday and on my live stream uh, news program Tuesday night had all these gifts sent in, all these hats, shirts, cakes, beverages, and <laughs> first 15 minutes of my news program, I had my own little party there. So I've hit the big 49, and this was the hat, glasses, and all that jazz. So glad to be here, Stephen. Looking forward to learning from Scott tonight and doing what we can to help schools out. It's going to be great. Absolutely, Mr. Greg Terry, youtube.com slash the Greg Terry experience. And also joining us, we have Mr. Scott Killian from the Hubbard School System here in Ohio. Welcome. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? I am doing well. It's great to have you here. It's great to have a great panel tonight and uh, discuss some of the, the challenges that schools and education facilities are facing. And uh, Scott, uh, you currently... Um, you are on staff with Hubbard Schools as a band director, bowling coach, but you wear a bunch of different hats. Why don't you kind of elaborate on some of your responsibilities there? Um, th that is correct. Um, I, I, funny enough, I started out just working with the band program, uh, teaching marching percussion, jazz band, and a bunch of other things. Um, from there, I actually I bowled for for um, for Hubbard when I was and graduated in two thousand five there. And ended up taking over the bowling program. Uh, my dad and I coached for a while. He passed, unfortunately, and he uh, and been doing that. And then, of all things, started doing a lot of work with the uh, the social media department of our athletic um, office. Just more or less with with the decline of hard copy newspapers, we've really kind of pushed uh, the the social media route. Um, your, your your three big your your, your Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, whatnot, and um, really just cr the the new digital age, and just working on helping bring that to to a school system. On 
kind of a volunteer basis to a point, but um, it's turned into some paying gigs. And uh, yeah, just like I said, wear a lot of different hats. And um, one of those things that when you see kids get excited about things that, that you're passionate about. So in, in the case, in this case, broadcasting technology stuff, it, it's just, well, as you saw this morning, we'll talk about that later. It's, it, it's a lot of fun um, seeing kids get excited about technology. One of the things that uh, you also did is that you were in a broadcast club back when you were in high school at Hubbard. Is that correct? Yes. Um, it was a, uh, there were two courses offered when I was in high school, um, studied, have to give a, uh, a big thank you to, uh, to Eileen Colette, who was the teacher at that time. And it's it just, it, it kind of turned into a lifelong hobby and passion that's kind of turned into a job now in some ways too. So, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, we had a, um, it was a very dated room, but it, it it allowed us and forced us into learning the basics, learning a lot of the, 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 the proper techniques and whatnot of how to do things because we didn't have a lot of the technology. So we had to do a lot of the old school stuff and it made it, but it made it more fun because you, you're learning along the way. Let's do it that way. Yeah. Well, one of the things, the reason I brought that up was um how how i met scott was he does a lot of the graphics for for me like he's done graphics for my truck the different vinyl he he has his own vinyl well i guess it's it's kind of a uh banner a sign shop essentially right yes um yeah that that's the actual day job is i um i run my what was my family business uh ron's sign shop here in hubbard and do a little bit of everything do vehicle graphics business cards up to to full-size billboards um couple weeks ago i was 60 feet up on a uh on a lift installing 30 foot wide signage panels um for, for a, a a steel fitter over in pennsylvania so a little bit of everything um and like you said uh done graphics for your vehicle um and really with the shutdown i know that Stephen, you and i have talked about this a lot of the physical media has kind of gone away and a lot of digital marketing a lot of things and that's kind of what we've really been pushing and bringing to the school aspect of it too is just you, when you're not in person to give somebody a hard copy schedule, let's figure out a way to make it shareable online. Let, let's get the hits there and just get, figure out new ways really to, to get the information out. And one of the things when I, when I met Scott, uh, him and I started talking and he wanted to know what the tech buzz was. And, and I started telling him, you know, I do broadcast. I've been doing it for 15 years at the time I was working for Telestream and uh we got to talk and he's like man i wish we could do something in hubbard and bring back the broadcasting class and do it the right way uh because they just and when i say the right way they just didn't have the updated gear that they had stuff mm-hmm. uh and scott will show you here in a little bit stuff from the 90s man stuff that they just you can't really do anything with and they were shooting their announcements with it using built-in microphones i mean what they have now which we'll get into later um, is just light years ahead of where they were years before. And in fact, last year, some of the students, the uh, seniors were like, man, this sucks. We're leaving. And now you're getting all this cool stuff. Um, but it's, 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 it's really neat to see that after almost a year, we've gotten on board with the superintendent. We've been, uh, PTZ optics has gotten behind the, uh, the classroom and allowing me to go in and work with the kids. You and I have done many, many projects, mm-hmm. uh, including graduation, which we'll show later. Um, Marty 
Greg, I mean, what what are you thinking about when you when you see some of this? I mean, just things like this just kind of come together <laughs> and you you have a chance to mold the future generations in something that you're passionate about in broadcasting. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I notice is I'm really old. I mean, I used to be, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, like decades ago, I went to high school and I was part of their media center at the time. There, we didn't have any of this. I mean, this is back when, uh, I'm going to date myself, but this is back when we had half-inch reel-to-reel videotape, black and white only, and tube cameras and all kinds of stuff. But, and I think, and the reason I bring that up is I think how things have progressed over the decades and now, and I, and I, I think I've said this to you, Steve, and I say it to all friends and everything, and it's like, wow, what kids have today, and it's just like, the technology's there, and there's no barriers now to create. Back in the day, we used to have to come up with all kinds of compromises and all kinds of ways, you know, even editing. There was no nonlinear editing. It was all, you'd literally cut the videotape and splice it together. But now it's like there's no barriers. And it's just, so, and I see, you know, the young kids, and I have younger nephews and nieces, and some of them are, are creative and get involved in that stuff. But it's just, phenomenal what's available now you know i do it as a job now but if i was a kid and had access to this stuff and he, and more importantly people like scott who are who are actually teaching this and working with kids it's just phenomenal I, you know it's like it's an opportunity to learn fundamental skills in communication and creative skills that are going to serve you throughout your entire life and it's just great mm -hmm. to see absolutely well, what i'm glad to know is marty's older than i am Oh, oh yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, I do go back. With 49? You. Here's, here's a, here's a, maybe a different way to look at it. And, um, Steven, I got a technical question for you just in a moment that came out on one of my streams. Um, but I, uh, actually, Marty, where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? What state? Uh, Connecticut, uh, Fairfield, okay. uh, Connecticut. So yep. Connecticut, you live in Connecticut now, Steven. I'm assuming Ohio. Uh, no, I actually I grew up in Eastern Pennsylvania, so I was homeschooled okay, so still from fourth North, grade PA. on. Yeah, and um, we know Scott's got his Ohio State delusions, and he went to Hubbard. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so I grew up in the South. I graduated from high school in Richmond, Virginia, and um, went to school in Norfolk and Richmond, and then I went to uh, college in Georgia, but. Honestly, I can remember the biggest joy of any type of media activity, and I graduated high school in 1990, it, the, the biggest joy was in school was if you were the dedicated person in the classroom with the reel-to-reel -reel projector, when it would flip and start going tuck -a -tuck -a -tuck -a -tuck -a -tuck, that you could hit the little reset <laughs> lever. That was about down south as far as media went. We were very much into music. Uh, very high-end music programs, um, drama programs, and, of course, sports. But I honestly, from my era, do not even remember there being a broadcasting or media technology class. So this is fantastic that it's being offered. But I know you're going to talk a little bit because we were prepped prior to the show about the equipment change and the technology change. 
Um, one thing that I would like to see for all schools is that they would invest into that technology. Um, you know, not every school is going to have a hookup with a Stephen Haywood or a PTZ Optics. So I think a part of this program tonight, coming from my background, what I just heard Marty say, um, is that we need to be a like a flagpole out there, waving a banner um, of education tonight, saying, listen, this is important. It is important to invest into this technology, into broadcasting, into media um, for, for future, because right now, a majority of kids, their technology is what their phone can do or, you know, what the PS5 can do. <laughs> so this is wonderful and we need to invest in it. Um, Stephen, before you jump on, I've got a question coming in from the broadcast group out of Charlotte, North Carolina tonight. Um, I think they were watching your pre-roll. Is that a TriCaster 5400? Uh, no, I'm actually running a TriCaster TC1. Uh, in, in TriCaster TC1 broadcast group. So Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And, uh, Greg, not to um, go... A little off topic. You're talking about getting the stuff into the school, and this is dating myself not quite as much as you guys. I mean, uh, we 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 had real calculators and not the abacus, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we uh, can add in our head, and y'all can't. <laughs> we had slide rules, so you know. <laughs> but um, one of the, one of the coolest things that we did, and this is, I want to say, this is 2002 to to about 2000. And, uh, nine-ish when, when the new school building in Hubbard was built, we actually applied for and got a grant through uh, through Time Warner Cable at that time before it was Time Warner Spectrum. We had an over-the-air TV station in Hubbard, and you're talking about the um, the roll-to-roll the, the -roll, um, film. It was run on a uh, timing system on some proprietary software. We had a rack of 12 mini-DV players. If, if you go back to that wonderful film and literally we are there during the day live taping announcements live taping board meetings all that fun stuff dumping them into that rack of mini dv players and broadcasting it out it was channel 16 in in the greater hubbard area on time order but the, the money's there there are grants through companies through through the government whatnot it, you just you have to have somebody that's passionate about it in a school building to really look for it and uh, I, I know as simple as that sounds, you just have to have somebody like a like a Steven or, the, or the, you guys or something, and myself included. Just okay, let's find the money. It's there. We just got to find it. Yeah, and and have the knowledge and and uh, the ability to or 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 find somebody that's willing to you know put in the time. I mean, that was something mm -hmm. you and I bonded together and basically said, look, we're going through this pandemic. Let's try to help this school out the best that we possibly can. We didn't charge them anything. Yep. We went in there, volunteered our time. We did graduation. You did a bunch of different uh, things with the bowling you did, and we'll show some stuff here in a little bit. Um, you did, like we said, the different commencement, senior awards, different things like that. Uh, we, I went in and did the, um, along with Chris, uh, Greg, Chris uh, Schneider came down, and him and I did the play at Hubbard, and we also did the one up in Greenville. So, we really went out and and basically tried to help these schools in a tough time, in a tough period. But then the transition happened where it's like, okay, well, you see what we can do now. Now it's time to offer and see, 
you know, to, to compensate for doing this. You know, we got through for the most part COVID. Um, but a lot of these schools just don't know where to start. A lot of these, a lot of these, what was the biggest challenge, Scott, that you, that, that you see, because now you're doing a lot of, uh, sizzle reels and, and things for the sports and athletic department. What do you, what do you find as being the biggest challenge that you saw going into this, uh, you know, well, for, for live streaming to start out, it was because, um, to give Greg, you got Terry, you, you guys a quick background to how Steve and I started with the streaming side of things. Um, after we, we did something through the uh, Memorial Day celebration in, in Hubbard, but, um, most schools and most sporting events across the state of Ohio, you were able to get maybe one or two parents in to a game. Um, I coached the bowling team because we're in a private facility. We could have none. So we needed to figure out a way to get our matches out to the public. And this is where <sighs> taking that and yeah, there you just brought that up, Stephen. That, that that was the setup much later in the day. Um that, that was later in the season. But I, I think guys, what it was is I took um I called Steven, this was about a, two weeks before bowling season started and said okay, how do we do this? How do we get out to Facebook Live, to YouTube Live, to, to whatever it is? And then when I started bringing things, first off, it's, it's a skepticism of, oh, that that's too hard. Oh, that's too much. That, that We can never afford something like that. And the first tournament we did, I had a battery pack and a cell phone. And all of a sudden, a bunch of other schools are going around, oh, how are you getting this? How are you doing this? And they realize that it's not nearly as difficult at the base end as we made it out to be later in the year, but it's that, it's that skepticism of it's too hard. It costs too much money. How do we do? And then all of a sudden they see the product and go, that looks too professional. There, there's no way we could handle something like that. And see what we're going to talk about a little bit later is the kids, even when they, when they saw that production coming out of Wirecast, they look, Oh, this looks hard. You put them in front of the computer and you go, it, it's doable. It, it's something that you, it, it'll take time, but you can learn it. Yeah, I think that was I think that was um, the defining moment today uh, when we were talking mm-hmm. to the kids, and we'll, we'll get into that in a little while. But guys, uh, going through this, I wonder how many other schools, Greg, even like in your area, they've watched stuff that Chris has done, that we've done, or they see it online. I wonder if they think the same way that it's it's un, unreachable. So then they just give up before they start or they resort to just using a cell phone and going live. No, I think there's a change happening now because, and what's actually pushing it is online gaming. That's my opinion. Just observing schools, observing local schools here, but online gaming, online streaming, um, school to school. I'm literally gaming teams and you got to remember we're um let's see so marty's up in connecticut you're over in hubbard and i'm over here in pa but the reality is you know hubbard's a suburb of youngstown but we're pretty rural a lot of these bigger metro areas are now investing into this technology and the gaming's pushing it but like here, even in rural communities, our school systems here, which my son is in the eighth grade, my two daughters have graduated through the entire um, school system here. 
I have watched their media department grow over years because I pay attention to it. And especially here locally in Greenville, I've watched their quality change. I've watched grants come and investments come. Um, my oldest daughter was in the media department and um, it's a slow turn. Let's just be honest, but the progression is happening, but I think it's actually going to come not from the broadcast side, uh, wanting to do, you know, streaming for shows or radio or any of that. I think it's actually going to come in a partnership with the gaming to be streaming the gaming to move to that esport world, which will then have a trickle down effect needing the modern day equipment that we're all using. So oh, absolutely. that's kind of, that's my opinion. The gaming's going to push it. Mm-hmm. Marty, when you were working at ESPN, how did you guys go about, did you look at the local colleges? Were you looking even at high schools at the time and seeing who was going to college and looking at some of the work? Or was it more or less you just waited for somebody to apply? I mean, was there was there a, a, such a thing as, as kind of what the sporting world does where they send out scouts in order to look for that next up-and-coming producer slash uh, on-screen talent? Yeah, it was it was kind of a mix when I was there. Uh, we obviously being ESPN, uh, you had plenty of interest people applying, and and certainly wanted to work there. And we had plenty of applicants. At the, now, I worked in the master control area. I worked with editors, so in that area um, of the of the company, but we had plenty of interest coming in, and, and also they did, especially toward the end of my tenure there. They stepped it up. They, we had an internship program, and it was very competitive. Uh, it would be a national-based program but on, on the college level. Uh, but they would also go out uh, and work with different colleges as far as recruitment goes. So it was kind of a mixed bag there. Um, I think the challenge for us was really our location, being in Bristol, Connecticut. It's the middle of nowhere. And that was that's always been the challenge of ESPN being their main broadcast center there versus maybe – you know, they have facilities in New York now. They have a big facility for years now out in L.A. Um, and those are a little easier. But that's always been the challenge. But it's always been a mix. I, I do want to comment on on the whole thing with schools. And I think, you know, I, me having some perspective here as far as decades and, and my experience and, and actually seeing pro- progression, I think back in the day, and even I think with Greg's time and all that, it was mainly an equipment issue and limitation and that was the big thing is like, can we get the equipment? Can it actually do something that's reasonable? Now, I don't think that's really the issue. I mean, there's so many options and so many ways to go. You can do it on a, a laptop computer and there's clouds, all kinds of stuff. And you guys know all that. I think the big challenge now is actually training kids to act in, in actual skills, production skills, producing great content, that's the thing because again technology we're there <laughs> you know and and also because people can the other thing is and the way reason why it's become so popular and greg i think brought up a, a good example of the gaming and that's incredibly popular now, i'm not a gamer but i can see it but everyone has access now whether it's on your tv whether it's on your especially mobile devices so once everyone gained access and the bandwidth is there and the distribution's there then there's an audience now it makes more sense now. There's an interest, and you and and I and I'm not sure if I discussed with this group. I just think we're in a complete media revolution. I think 
you know, corporate media, I mean, I think linear television is dying. I think, you know, and I see it with my friend, Mark Rogers. He do, he's, he's now full-time YouTube doing, he's the Ohio State fan doing college football. And I think anybody, there's no barriers. So I think now is the time early on is kids, you know, have all the technology, but you have to learn the nitty gritty, the foundational skills. And it's like, it's like building a house. And, and it's almost like I went younger, when I was younger, I, I took piano lessons and I took them for about a year. I'm not that interested in it, but I, I always found them tedious. I never really got into it because I never really wanted to do the work. Now that I'm, um, actually have a business and I do production and I know the value of actually learning the skills and I constantly work on them. I think that's what you, that's the challenge with kids is make sure they realize this is the next frontier. You got to learn the actual skills. I know Stephen can talk to this, you know, quite intelligently and quite, you know, uh, through his experience, but learning the actual skills, you know, learning, learning workflow, all the nitty gritty stuff that doesn't appear on the screen, but once you do, then you're going to build, build your shows and you're going to see, ah, that's why I had to do all that boring stuff in order to get to where I'm producing great content. And Scott, that was something we were talking about today as a, a we had some guys up there just to give you kind of uh, a little bit of premise here. I'm going to, I'm going to cut to a video and, and show you um, we had uh, this is, this was the setup from today. We had the kids watching after we showed they were running Wirecast. Um, I had it all set up for them. And then we had these two gentlemen up here um, being the on-screen hosts. And then the guy in the red there next to Scott, he was kind of, we had him as calling the shots like, Hey, talk louder or Hey, cut to this camera. And that one girl there, she was controlling the cameras. And then the other gentleman, Scott's showing how to like switch shots and, and uh, do those kinds of things. Uh, but one thing that we, we kind of learned and, and I know Scott will, you know, talk more to this is when we got those guys up there to, to talk, this is, uh, we said, okay, start talking. And the microphones were in a cup basically as a shock mount, because again, we're working with some budget stuff and that's, that's what they had. Um, we said, all right, start a dialogue between the two of you guys. And this is what happened. Hey guy. Hey, how are you? How was your weekend? My weekend was great. What did you do? And that's how they started talking like robotic. It wasn't like we're talking right now. And I was like, I went over to, I said, Scott, we should get up there and do that. He's like, nope, mm -mm, I don't want him to have that kind of footage. Uh, so I went over to Student him. And I'm like, blackmail. Don't, don't deal with that. <laughs> so I went over to him. I stood on the side of the desk. I'm like, no, no, this is what you got to do. So what was going on this weekend? What did you do? And I, and then I pretended to be the other guy. Oh, we went to the football game. And I said, see how I'm projecting my voice. I said, you've got a microphone that's sitting about eight inches away from you. We're in the back and I'm asking the people, I was like, can you hear them? And they're like, no. And I, and I said, you have to project yourself. And then it was like the light bulb went on and then Scott was working with the, uh, the one girl or was it the guy about the headroom? Oh yeah. Um, and that's funny enough. Like when, um, Greg, when you were talking about the, uh, the, the gaming and we, what we were just talking about the, the simple, like the rule of thirds with, with setting up shots and whatnot, it, it's and, and a lot of it. And I, I laugh at it as one of those crazy social media things but but tiktok is also teaching kids a lot of technical skills that they're learning without learning knowing they're learning if, if you don't following me on that one 
They're learning how to edit videos. They're learning how to frame themselves inside of a shot. Mm-hmm. It's just getting them to, it's translating it into the real world, like the, the, the big kids world. And, and that's when, when, when I was, like, when I was talking to this young lady, she's like, oh, she, she, she knew it. She just didn't know it. If, if when we were telling her, like, the, like I said, the big kid terms on things. Well, let, let me throw something on there. In fact, I'm going to bring a couple of things to the table now. Um, a, Scott, I'll agree with you 100% that a lot of these kids are learning stuff when they don't realize it through platforms they're using already. For example, uh, my 19-year-old daughter this summer traveled to Hungary, Mexico, and Peru uh, for a missions trip out in the Amazon, the whole nine yards, and she was shooting video the whole time. Now, maybe she's got some genetics in her. I don't know, but uh, she's got some skills. She was shooting video. She understood it. She knew she was going to come back and make a nice summary video for the church to show her trip, and um, she shot footage and footage and footage, and of course, the iPhone is just ridiculous what it can do, and she knew. Dad had taught her, you know, Make sure you're shooting it sideways because we want to have a full frame, <laughs> 1920, 1080. And then, you know, get into iMovie, start doing your editing, add a layer of music, add little titles. And she, honestly, she came out with a six-minute blockbuster. I didn't have to post-edit. I didn't have to drop it into Premiere. She did a great job. So she is just learning through, you know, she helps me sometimes in my studio. She's watching. Um, but on her own you know these kids are learning and she is a TikToker. the second thing that i would like to bring to the table is this and um, this is a conversation sometimes we have with our uh regular panel here with marty and and steven um but there is a whole world of rewards coming back listen i know this is gonna sound a little goofy but you're gonna remember this one day there are some rewards now coming back on the backside for broadcasting, for YouTube, for gaming through cryptocurrency, where kids, adults are now going to be begin to receive rewards through certain platforms like um, a reward of Bitcoin to be participating in media, to be participating in streaming, to be participating in certain game uh, platforms and applications. And right now, there are some companies out there in that space that are negotiating with the big boys like EA Sports um, to work on rewards and credits that'll come back as like an income through uh, crypto. So this is a whole new world um where we're just getting in on the ground up where these kids in schools it's going to be vitally important that they learn these skills because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're marty's background with espn your steven's background 15 years he's the wizard um, my background that this came out of um necessity i'm a i'm a speaker and a musician but it came out of necessity the streaming side or scott you on the school side We've got to understand that this is future, but it's unfolding right now for us. I mean, I remember, you know, I don't know about you, Marty, and I know Steven, but I can remember early 90s when, you know, you're starting to learn. And I was editing and doing little things back then. But even when um, you guys remember when, what was it, IEEE? 
Firewire 400 came out. Do you remember that, Marty? Firewire? No, oh, yeah, Triple oh, Firewire. Firewire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. And and I remember learning and messing with it. It was so expensive, and it was like we were scared to even touch it. So that's where we're at right now with new technology, new uh, worlds to explore. And the lesson there that I would push through would, just like Stephen and Scott were doing hands-on today, that's really where it's at is to get these kids hands-on where, you know, honestly, I was scared to touch firewire when the school, you know, we were learning and all this stuff because it was just so expensive. And, but you, you know, now they're sitting on the bottom of a shelf somewhere. But you, um, but you know what we did? Hands-on. You know what we did? We went in there and the teacher pretty much, he's a substitute, but he has a background in broadcasting. And the guy has, you know, I was talking to him and Scott told mm-hmm. me, you know, he's a really good guy. And I was like, yeah, I talked to him and he's got a, he worked in a control room too up there. Well, he, uh, not to interrupt, but um, he worked for uh, Fox 8 out of Cleveland yes. as a producer backline guy for, for 15, 20 years. So he has a good background in the, the technical side of things. Well, he, he introduced me and said, hey, you know, pay attention. He's going to train you. I'm going in Tuesday to also work with them on the announcements. But I, sh- I we, vol- we had three volunteers that came up, one to run the, the Wirecast, one to run, the as you guys saw in the video, one to run the controller. And I said, one of the things that Scott and I do is if Scott's running camera, I'll call shots to him. I need a tight shot on camera two. I need a wide on camera three. Go to the dump, or Scott will yell to me, go to the dump cam, I need to reset camera two. Or it's too dark camera two, I need to adjust the lighting, so go to the dump camera, or go to camera four if I'm on. And I said there's communication because we don't have a third person. So we suggested you should have a third person that's keeping an eye on everything as kind of like the director slash producer slash, and, and you're the guy that's calling the shots. You want camera two, you call camera two, and then that that's how it goes. But when we were done, I said, all right, now find three other people, and now you guys show them how to do it. I'll be here. Scott will be here if you need to talk to us. But now you're going to teach them, and it's that it's that uh, the wheel, right, the succession wheel of constantly training your replacement, and that way not one person knows how to do everything. Everybody knows how to do everything, whether you want to be an on-screen talent whether you want to be a producer, a camera operator, it doesn't matter. You've had your hands in everything, and it helps you better yourself in in the broadcasting world. Marty, when you, I mean, wouldn't you agree? You you kind of knew just about everybody's job. Yeah, uh, yeah. You certainly you become more valuable that way. You learn each in each individual job, but also recognizing that they're they are individual jobs. Like it's what you described there. You know, and especially in the world of live streaming and, and, and people are kind of do it themselves, you know, especially in a school setting, here's a great opportunity to really put together a team and, and learn what it's like to work within a production team, because that's really how productions are done. It's not, it's not a solo operation. Uh, and what you just described, they're a producer director who is just looking at the whole landscape, calling out shots, not touching the board. And then you have someone that is just responsible to take that direction and make it happen technologically, whether it's camera shots or making sure that things are ready. Tech. But the, that division of labor is so important. I mean, that's how it always is. And I don't care how technologically advanced things get. 
if it involves human beings, human beings are good at doing one thing at a time well. I mean, we can multitask, but the, but that's really a myth. And we and Stephen, you do you're probably the closest person that I know that kind of takes it to the nth degree as far as I don't call it multitasking, call it multi switching, yeah. where you're switching your attention very very quickly. It's not the most ideal way to go, you know. But you make it work. But I know my I mean, limitations another, though. Eight, what was that? I know my limitations though, exactly. and I and I back off. Like today, when I produced for PTZ Optics, I told Tess and I told Julia, I said, it's okay if you don't throw things to me. I can focus on making you guys yep. look good because I'm in my wheelhouse. And, and, and learning, that, learning that concept is so, and that's an I think that's a real opportunity now in schools is learning that concept of working, understanding that you're not going to do everything all at once. Learn the different functions. But also, here's an opportunity if you've never worked in a team, that, that carries so many different other benefits too, not just in the, in the actual doing a, a television production in a, in a control room environment and having everyone do a different job, but also think of it in an educational environment where they're learning that fundamental skill of what it's like to work in a team. You can take that and, and transplant it to anything in life, but that is so critical and, and just looking at that video that you guys were showing earlier you're I, you're doing such great work with those kids and once they see it it's like the light bulb and it's got to be rewarding for you guys the light bulb goes on they see ah and you can see when it clicks and that's yep. the that's the coolest part you know there's one girl that she was running the joystick neither scott or i know her, know her name we just kind of met met her to, uh scott saw her because of some, some sizzle reels she put together but she was like a sponge scott like how about it she was mm -hmm. just looking at like this girl is hungry like she wants to learn how to do this she was mm -hmm. looking you in the eye as you're explaining this to her there was a few other kids that were like that you could tell the kids that they're thinking about making this their career and and to me that made it all worth it um and we brought up to them we said did anybody see our our uh, production that we did for well we said did anybody see the graduation this year that was streamed and a lot of kids raised their hand i said scott and i produced it and for those that are watching right here this was this was the setup that we did scott's over there on the right you can see his arm i'm standing back taking it so my job was kind of monitoring the live feed make sure everything was good we had an in-house uh, board operator controlling the audio which he did a, fant a fantastic job but I was switching inside of VMix. Scott also had a piece of paper there where he's saying, okay, this is the next person that's speaking. He's following the program. He's telling me what lower third it is based on what we create, what, what he created inside of VMix and where I had it set. So he's like, okay, you're going to pull up lower third number three, which is so-and-so's name. And, and you can see the shots there. This is essentially the rig that we rolled in there um, in, in a little bit better lighting for those that are watching. Um, we, we re literally, Scott, wouldn't you say we had that set up probably in about half hour, 40 minutes oh, min absolutely. minus the trouble that we had with the IPs. But, yeah. um, I'm going to kind of show you guys a little bit of the production. If you didn't see it, you can go to the Hubbard YouTube channel and Scott will give that later on. But this is, this is a little bit what we did. I'm just going to kind of skip around, but like when they're coming in, Scott designed the, the 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 lower thirds there, and we would we would sit there and just make some different cuts. 
Um, I am screen grabbing this, so if it gets a little jumpy, guys, it's it's. I assure you, it's not like that on the on the stream. Um, but you look how I mean. Look at the camera positioning. Scott went out there, surveyed it earlier to see where we could get good shots of the students coming in, um, and we were just kind of cutting back to try to get as much as we could. Um, let me see here. We had uh, some different uh, shots here of the superintendent you know, coming up. And then when the, let me see if I can find where we went to some speaking parts where, um, mm -hmm. uh, what is she, the valedictorian or she's one of them. Yeah. You're, you're probably what you're looking for. It's probably close to like the 45, 45 minute, minute mark. Okay. So, oh yeah. yeah right, right about, yep. Okay. So this is kind of how we did when they were, when they're accepting their d diploma, we had three cameras set up so we could get a, them walking a close up of the shaking of the hand us receiving the diploma cutting back to the walk away and we did that for every student that <laughs> i was like i was kind of like a robot at one point because it was the same switch over but you know what it, we were trying to tell a story with it and when they got done watching it they were like holy cow like this this was professionally done and and we talked about this year getting the students involved to do this mm -hmm. um steven there's something that you're you're missing here. There's probably so, a lot I'm missing. No, I want it's a bearer of good news, and this is the message that you know Scott's trying to express, Marty expresses, you express, and I express, and no joke intended here at all. There's a part of the message we're missing. So we've been talking technology, um, where there's a will, there's a way. There's money available to get equipment needed. Um, there's educational resources, et cetera, et cetera. But there's one thing we haven't discussed. It's called passion and care. It was obvious that you and Scott cared about that broadcast. You would not have went through trying to analyze, trying to figure out, okay, this angle is going to be great. You're thinking from a parent's perspective, a grandma sitting at home, they couldn't come. They could watch it. Okay, we can do this like ESPN would do it. We're going to catch them coming across. It looked like the National Spelling Bee. And then the angle grabbed them from the other angle where you saw them walking off. Anybody can learn to do that level of broadcasting, but the reality is you guys cared enough to think about what does the end user want? What's grandma want? What's mom want? What's the school want? Um, so I think that's a part of the passion that we need to get into this generation that is trying to be influenced. And specifically, we're talking here about the high school level tonight. Um, it's, it's more than just technology and something we're interested in. Mm -hmm. There has to be a passion and care. So I think that's a, that's a key component to try to get into mm -hmm. the DNA um, not only of high schoolers, but of, of our entire society to once again begin um, to create an atmosphere of, of care. Hey, Scott, walk us through the, the baccalaureate um, broadcast that you did and what you were using, kind of how you were doing it, um, your okay. thought pattern behind it, and I'll get that other link that you were... Yeah, I'll, I'll explain that other one that I just said. Because usually you don't stream baccalaureate. Well, so what was the reasoning no, for this? No, this was another one where... They they did open it up to the gym, and family was a lot. Normally, this is in first off, the Hubbard Baccalaureate's usually in St. Patrick's Church here in town. 
unfortunately they had a very catastrophic fire to where they're hoping to have people back in the building by Christmas of next year, to give you an idea. So they took that note and said, okay, let's have it in the gym because of this, this was, I want to say late April, May of this past year. So we're still in the COVID pan and in, in, in the grips of dealing with that, but it was opening enough to where you could have some parents in there. Um, a, a very last minute on this one, th this was as thrown together of a, of a production as I've arguably ever done. They, um, the, the principal approached me and said, Hey, can we still do this? And can we still send it out um, to, to, to the YouTube pages and whatnot? And I came up there and um, they, they had hired in a professional sound engineer to come in because at the end of the day, it's a school PA system in a gym. They, they had professional speakers and you saw the microphones around the choir and whatnot on that clip that you just showed. And that was one PTZ camera and the dump cam that the entire thing. And then I just took the audio, a straight line in, into the computer from, um, from the sound tech, because, well, he, he was the, the professional on that one. And it, the, trust me, that was a phenomenal situation to deal with there. Um, but, and this was, I, I not taking the, the, the baccalaureate too, too non-serious, but it was done on a way in a prayer. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it was school. The school has uh, phenomenal internet access. But really, it was just, it was a chance to, even then, we had probably, we probably had 200 people there watching it in the gym. We still, at one point in time, were at two, three, four hundred people watching that video at some point, because we could. And, and greatly, you were talking about the, the passion behind it. I, I got this giant thank you note from somebody's grandmother who was in Arizona, who couldn't come to, who couldn't travel to Ohio because of COVID, um, was able to watch their their, their child go through the baccalaureate go through graduation and it's like like you said great it's the want to it's we had the passion to do that and seeing that other link that i sent you um yeah uh that's actually and name dropping it and this is one of the students unfortunately that graduated last year um no actually i'm sorry i don't know what forgive me i, I think he graduated uh this young man will actually you um, Chip and Joanna Gaines, who have the uh, the one show on HGTV, they they have something called a Chip Starter campaign, and it's for students that just either don't have or something to to get. He he wants to go into video production, and this kid is very very good at what he does. He he's won awards and whatnot. He he got a grant to go through and find get get cameras, this that whatever, to where he did a lot of those Sizzler videos, and he's done a lot of work for the school. Um. And you, you can see this is all stuff done through him shot. And it's it's fun to see the passion of the kids. Um, Stephen, you had mentioned that, that, that young lady that was on the uh, the tri the uh, the cameras yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, I was talking to uh, to Chris Moriarty, the, uh, the, the substitute. She showed up to the football game for uh, the first Friday night football game, not as a school assignment. She showed up with the camera because she wanted to get the videos she wanted to put the the projects together and whatnot it, it she it, it's it's the want to and like i said i wish i i knew her name to just give her the credit but it's you can't teach want to but you can hopefully take that want to and turn it and inspire other kids so you see what they're doing 
maybe you get two, three, four more students inside of a 20-person classroom that want to take it to the next level. But at the end of the day, as long as the 20 kids are in the classroom leave with more knowledge than they came in with, it, it, at least the school's doing something right there. Yeah. I think I think even after today, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Like I, like I realize how much they don't know, right? And and mm-hmm. but then there's that that some like like Greg, you were saying, like yeah, well, you have the passion to do this. I mean, this is a passion you guys know. It's a passion of mine to be able to impart this knowledge onto the next generation of broadcasters and see that they willingly, they willingly, most of them want to do this and they're soaking up everything that you're saying to them and and taking it in it's a good feeling i mean i it's not i know it's not all about feelings and things but it's it's rewarding would that be a better word to say it's rewarding uh to be able to to be able to do that and be accepted in that in that sense right mm-hmm. so yeah it's key that there is a it's like a validation. Honestly, when kids do something, whether it's, you know, we're talking broadcasting and media tonight, it could be sports, it could be any, anything. But when they see a result or have a sense of accomplishment, that's really, that's what propels the passion. So that's, that's what you have to strive for, is to see the end and to see the result. And um, passion usually comes out of a success. And I, and I will say this, um, to you guys, I'm, I'm very proud to be working for a company like PTZ optics who see the value in this and see, uh, and want to impart and want to invest into the future of broadcasters in kids where they wouldn't have to do that, but they see the value in it and they see that there's a need for it. And for me to see a company do that, is just huge marty i mean that's that's just something that just speaks a lot of volume yeah it's just i mean it's a nice thing to do but also it's a great uh business move as well because and it also shows that they're forward thinking because it's not about the next quarter it's about the next 10 years the next 20 years this is not going away we're going through a i i discuss this with my wife all the time especially in our business we're, and I think you guys see it, we are, we are going through a major transformation here uh, in, in media. And it's just, and, you know, obviously the, p- the pandemic probably accelerated things, but, you know, this is not going away. I mean, certainly we're human beings, we get together. That's always going to be the case with human beings. But it's like what you described, Stephen, uh, as far as what you did with the school um, and being able to bring that ceremony to relatives, friends that would never be able to go there in person, regardless of, of any kind of health issues or pandemics or whatever. It's the ability now with the technology and the know-how to, to actually bring people in and locations never, no, locations not a barrier anymore. And I could just think like grandparents or in, in with family things, but also in business, you know, you see it in PTZ optics, you work with various clients. I could see it in my bit. It, this is the new frontier and it's just getting started. And we need people in this, in this world because I, I don't know about you guys, but there is so much work out there and it's just, just starting and growing. 
we need people with passion, as, as Greg was saying, I think he said it very, very well, identifying that passion. And it's exciting. It's fun. This stuff, I love this stuff. And I love being able to do it as a business and for a living. And I'm sure there are a lot of kids in high school in these schools that you can identify that have that passion. And when they realize, yeah, hey, you could actually do something you like and actually make it your living. And it's just getting started. And, and what you guys are doing, it's, it's such a service to these kids. And again, I know it would be exciting for me and I can, I can identify with you, Stephen, Greg, the, the, kind of the, the the charge you get out of it. It's just nothing like it. When you help someone and the light bulb goes on, you see them, you know, say, ah, making that connection between doing and the result. And, ah, and the, I, I've seen it with other people. I remember leading teams at ESPN, you know, the folks that would reply to, or that would report to me generally were, you know, certainly a lot younger than me. Uh, and seeing that light bulb moment, whatever I was helping them with, and it's just, and at the school level, it's got to be great, but it's, you're serving a larger purpose. We need these kids to get into this, get into this business because it is just exploding. Very I'll, much so. I, I want to Marty, you're on the, what, the north side of 40? Are you on the north side of 40? Yet? Uh, oh, yes, easily. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But folks, did you just hear that three or four minutes from Marty, that was just, you can hear the energy. You can hear the care. You see him discussing his personal life, the joy that he gets out of it. This is the message of passion that we're trying to um, get across. It's necessary. Like for me, now this has nothing to do with school, but the principle's the same. One of the things I've enjoyed over the last 18 months since my news program has been rolling and growing is that I have had the joy actually the probably the the greatest joy i've had not connecting with steven although that's great not connecting with ptz optics that's great not connecting with marty jeff that's wonderful broadcast now wait wait, no wait, 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 wait 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 i get great what? and you they get wonderful what's up with that <laughs> okay you gonna say that <laughs> because i I haven't played NBA Jam yet. Oh, uh, listen to listen Every to this guy I'm over here. there. I'm always working great. or broadcasting, and yeah, I, I don't get truth. to play. Greg, when I'm glad you brought that when, up because I've been when that I'm on NBA Jam. I'll move it up to <laughs> yeah, super fragile cast. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, my point being, the greatest joy I've had over 18 months broadcasting and growing this news program is not the broadcast, not watching the numbers grow, not you know getting gifts in the mail. It's not the best joy I've had is people sending me messages, which I invite them to do. And I've had the opportunity to educate them, especially through COVID and through a lot of other things about the power of media and the power of conspiracy theories and the power of not believing everything you read, see, or hear on the internet. So it's a completely different look but I've had a joy at educating people where then the light bulb goes off and they go, okay, yeah, I'm not going to read that anymore. That's, a, that's probably a good idea. So the same principle trickles down to whether it's production, like Marty's coming from, training school um, kids, high school kids, college kids, or, you know, Stephen being in the industry on multiple layers. So there's a joy on the return side, and that's vital 
you know, for pushing the passion even stronger. But, you know, when you look at the elder statesman and the crew tonight, which is between Steven and I, we can get the four-way. That's yeah. me. <laughs> look at the passion. He's still smiling and passionate. That's, that's what we're looking for. It's vital. Well, I want you really guys. Are. I want you guys yeah. to think about Marty and Greg. I want you to think about a piece of advice that you could give educators uh, when we wrap this up. Scott, you have a few more things that you want to show really quick. Yeah, um, and this is just something that, that I just sent you. And Marty, Greg, when you're talking about the passion and getting the kids excited about it, this was a very simple little setup that I had for part of the intro video with the the high school senior football players this year. We're, we're blessed to have a, ve a very nice video board in our football stadium and whatnot. And the the kids, they walked in, they, they look at it and go, oh, there's a couple lights and a camera. W what are you doing with that? Because they don't know, have the technical know-how. Um, Steven, can you jump to the next? Okay, that is one of the looks that I was going for for something with some of these. And when I show these kids these pictures, they went, how? that's the best question they can ask it's not oh that's cool it's not no it's, it's okay how does that big bright room turn into that how does and then all, all the other stuff in the video and as long as these kids are still asking how and there's somebody there to explain it that passion will stay alive they, like at least in, in, in my book that that's that's the big thing it's like as long as these kids are still willing to ask how we're doing something right inside of the school system keeping these kids interested scott before but, we get to the good the guys for any of the educators out there what kind of advice that you would have if they want to get started in this and they want to get out to live streaming um and and they want to get to the point where they're making connections with people even if they don't know how to do it what advice would you give them because you reached out to me mm -hmm. uh, don't be afraid to ask i i mean it is as simple as that is, don't be afraid to go to your administration. Don't be afraid to go to a local news team, um, getting a hold of local news channels, um, or just simply send a flyer email. I mean, because I'm sure if, Stephen, if you guys at PTZ get an email from an educator, you're going to answer. Yeah. It may not, it, it's just don't be afraid if you don't know. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be intimidated by, like we said earlier, oh, it's too hard. It's too expensive. It's all those things. If Just don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. Good advice. Greg, any advice for any educators out there? I've got one piece of advice, and I am, I am an educator. I do um, also teach at some different colleges, different courses, and... Um, I would probably say this to all the educators out there. Your influence lasts a lifetime, so use it wisely. Good, good. Very true. Marty, from the industry, being at ESPN, educators out there, any words of advice, words of wisdom uh, for these guys out there? Yeah, I mean, taking combination, what has already been mentioned, reaching out to professionals, your local, you know, uh, uh, news station, that would be a great start. Other professionals locally, start local, certainly. But I would say enjoy the journey. Uh, it's, and it kind of goes into with, with passion. One of the things, you should never get to the finish line. Uh, 
it's it's all about really that's where the fun is it's the actual doing actual struggle well not struggle but kind of learning don't be afraid you know you're going to start from the beginning you know it's it's you know it's going to be simple you build along as you go it's not going to happen overnight but enjoy that journey it's because it, again it's not necessarily about getting to the to the finish line because there is no finish line i've been doing this for a very long time very similar to the guys on the panel and i don't see the finish line at all and i'm <laughs> i've been going at it for a while uh but i enjoy the journey part and i'm always learning something new you know and i'm and i'm i can do some things you know but i always can learn something more and and because i love what i do that's the part and if you can unite what you love and especially if you want to do it professionally and maybe make a living at it and and get paid for it you can and I, it's funny, I, I, I told this to, to Mark Rogers, he's my buddy who has the YouTube channel, he's been doing it for a decade now. And he just recently went full time, and it's a great achievement. And one of the questions I asked him, very, he knew nothing, he knew college football. That was it, he knew nothing technical. I asked him two questions, I, I said, do you love what you do? Do you love, and he, I know he did, because I knew the answer would be yes. And would you do it for free? And the answers were, yes, of course. I just want to learn. I, I love this stuff. And that's why I know that you're going to stick with it. Because if you're, if you're trying to game it or you're trying to do it just for the money or just for another, don't put the cart before the horse. I mean, and that's what's great now. A lot of kids love it. I'm sure you guys are running into this. It's a fun thing. I mean, that's what got me into it. I love It's fun. And, but now it you can fun. do it. But, you know, and it's like that's what I would enjoy that journey. That's the whole thing. That's what get. That's what makes it fun for me. That's good advice. That's good advice. Hey, Stephen. Yes, sir. Before you give your sign-offs and closures and all that, would you put me and Scott in a two box? Um, sure. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> but I. I will, I will do it. See how quickly Scott, you did that. It's been a joy. Uh, have you on the broadcast now tonight, but. Would you do me one favor? What's that? You have an Ohio State room. You're getting yes. ready to jump off and go watch the game. Yeah. What was that coffee cup you were drinking? Did that have the Raiders on it? <laughs> so Ohio State and the Raiders, buddy, I got one thing for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 34. In the 90s, I had no Browns. Okay, they didn't exist. And I was brought up properly to hate all things Pittsburgh. Well, that's good. That's, yeah, so that's, that's good. There's I'll give no you that. Steelers. And the Bengals still, I, I mean, I, this may make a couple people angry, but the Bengals still aren't relevant. And both of my parents were Raiders fans. My, um, my mother threw a, a connection with, with Jack Tatum and whatnot back in the older days and my dad was a Raiders fan so it became a thing I can't I like believe Raiders Greg, just having fun with you I, oh, I know I couldn't believe you picked that up I didn't even I didn't even notice that <laughs> Steven I come know. on you're the wizard uh, yeah I'm watching other things yeah <laughs> you only have hey you only, only have 50 things in front of you <laughs> yeah right yeah 
I'm only I'm only sitting here looking at all this stuff, you know. Exactly. Jeez, I mean, I mean. Oh darn! What a shame. Yeah. Great tie-in studio at your home. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Scott Killian. You want to check out any of the stuff? You can go to hubbard.k12.ohio or oh.us, and also Scott, it is I believe Hubbard High School Band. Yes. On what... YouTube, right? Yes, that's what we uh, we're working on incorporating a uh, a more inclusive um video channel for that. But we uh, we had the band channel established, so we kind of ran with it. Um, it's on Instagram. It is Hubbard Athletics. On Facebook, it's Hubbard Ath- at Hubbard Athletics, and on Twitter, it's Eagles underscore HHS. Um, that that's where we're doing a lot of our production work through there. And yeah, appreciate you having me on. And we're going to give him a little plug. He also runs Ron's Sign Shop. If you look it up on Facebook, and if you need any kind of graphics, business cards, stickers, all kinds of cool stuff. If you've seen my truck on Facebook, whether you're into the outdoors or not, this guy is the guy that printed them and and got it all done. Any of my No Boundaries Outdoors stuff that you guys have seen, um, my Tech Buzz decals that I've had done before. Um, so check it out. Um, I'm sure if the prices, you know, they're shipping and everything, you you would ship it out if people want to order oh, things, uh, right? Exactly. I can ship nationwide. So if you're interested and you need that or you need a banner for your game room or your studio or whatnot, uh, Scott, your guy, does tremendous work. Um, I highly recommend it. And also this guy here, Mr. If 49. As always, Steve and Scott, it was a joy. And um, I will tell you this, buddy. You know, because I'm over here in PA, and our guy's doing a good job here. But, you know, you see the passion and the care when you're running YouTubes and Instagrams and all this jazz. Uh, you're doing a really good job. On my final note, uh, does your sign company also do body wraps? I'd like a we body do. wrap. Okay, I need full, a body wrap of the there. great University of Virginia Cavaliers, oh, a real university. Oh, boy. Oh, Yes. He had to do that at the end. Where's the want, want, want now? You know? There it is. See? There you go. Powerhouse of the ACC. What? <laughs> <laughs> YouTube.com slash the Greg Terry Experience. You guys can check him out tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. 13 feet above South Mercer Street in the Palacio Thanks, Studios. Sir. And uh, it was great to have you on as well. And also Mr. Marty McPadden, who's been, well, he's looking for a boat at this point in time. Oh, uh, trying to... seven, in- seven inches of rain. Fortunately, yes, you, it didn't end up in your house, but you still may need no, that to go grocery shopping Saturday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the need for podcast editing, video editing, those types of things, and you're looking for a good guy that does it at a reasonable price as well as high quality, check him out. Go to podjam.tv. I'm sure he's always looking and uh, stays mat- rather busy. He's always working. I know he is. I'm always working. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> Thanks, Brad and I, well, Brad and I always bust his chops in that we have a little chat going, him and um, myself. I'm good at ignoring those two guys. Oh. Yeah. We'll, we'll always get them going and, and, and Brad will be like, Stephen, be quiet. Marty's working. Um, and that seems to be the trend, but, uh, and also prayers and well wishes go out to Brad. They had to, he had to go to the hospital, uh, our community manager, he had a uh, fluid in the knee. So the ambulance came and, uh, I guess picked him up and took him to the hospital. And, uh, but I also want to give a shout out to my daughter 
I can't believe I'm going to say this, but she turns 13 today. Teenager. I have a te- I have a teenager happy now birthday. in in yeah in my yes, house. Happy so birthday to her, you sir are now old. I I do like, yes officially. I am I am old. Um, my wife told me last week. I I said to Greg we did an impromptu show and I said, you know I'm going to get off here. I need to go get a haircut and I I did. <laughs> and when I cut my hair, I realized how much gray was in there. And I'm going, yep, I have oh, a teenager. So you, you're just getting started, my friend. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to think about that. Um. Give me full screen one second. You are full screen, my man. This oh is my goodness. Podjam.tv. Look at Marty's picture. <laughs> Look at his stud. You know, that's like 10 years old, that picture. I need to update hey, that. Beautiful picture, my man. <laughs> well, the good news with that picture is there is no Hawaiian shirt on him. <laughs> <laughs> Misty wouldn't allow me to have one. so It's good. Is that your, yeah. That's your wife, Marty? Yes, yes. Yep. Oh, beautiful, man. <laughs> beautiful. I always bust his chops because every picture I see when they're like out on vacation, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And I always leave a comment like, thank God he's not wearing a Hawaiian shirt on this one. Uh, what what that picture means is that man can do some serious post-production. That's right. Oh, there you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, it looks good, man. So make sure, thank you. Good. Make yes, sure sir. you guys uh, check that out. Guys, we'll be back next week with more broadcasts now. We've got a lot of cool things in store. We want to try to hit the different venues and focus on the different industries to help you gauge a better idea of how to do the production or maybe some of the conversations that happen inside of those productions uh, so that way you can better assert yourself in your area. So we really appreciate it. And guys, for the rest of the broadcast now, crew, until next time, keep it buzzing.